Good morning. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory, coming to you on another day that the Lord has made, a wonderful day. Even though it's chilly outside, this is December, and it is a glorious day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for the listeners out there who are uh, coming to us today with a lesson about David. We're still in Chronicles um, and looking at the life of David and uh, some of the the issues that David had to deal with. The uh, lesson title is Building God's House. Building God's House. And uh, the lesson is found in First Chronicles 17, verses 1 through 15. That's the background verse. First um, Chronicles 17, 1, 3, and 4, verses 11, 14, 21, chapter 21, verses 18, 21 through 27. Uh, the golden text says, And it shall come to pass when the, the days be expired that thou must go to be with thy fathers, that I will raise up thy seed after thee, which shall be of thy sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. Uh, this is God talking to David. Um, this, this lesson, this lesson, uh, chronicles the life of David and some of the, the issues that David dealt with. Uh, we we see a young man who has uh, from the from the time of Saul and the death of Saul uh, has fought enemies that have surrounded surrounded the nation of Israel. Uh, had many battles and had to uh, as a king establish himself as a king. And not only that, but he. Uh, brought in the Ark of the Covenant, uh, bringing back worship to the nation of Israel, uh, brought back that, uh, instituting the, uh, the worship of Yahweh, Jehovah, God, and, and instituting that as a national, in a nas national situation with, with the nation of Israel. Uh, now David finds himself in a period of peace, a, pe a, a period of re relaxation, uh, finding himself in a period that's no more battle going on. He's got a, God has granted him a, a space and time of peace and relaxation. And as he does that, David looks around, and uh, we'll get into the text, but David looks around and see that he's living comfortably. But the Ark of the Covenant, or the Ark of God, is uh, dwelling in tents. And it, it struck him that uh, here, here it is that I am living in, uh, palaces in a, in a grand house, and the Lord, uh, the Ark of the Covenant is, is dwelling under tents. Uh, let's look at the lesson, First Chronicles 17, 1. Now it came to pass, as David said in his house, that David said to Nathan the prophet, Lo, I dwell in the house of cedars, but the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord remaineth under curtains. Uh, Nathan was a prophet, a spiritual advisor to David, he uh, was a man of God who uh, would advise David in, in issues, and God spoke through Nathan to David. Uh, and, and, and here we see David speaking to Nathan. And Nathan was a prophet, and he was a man of God who was not afraid to speak truth to power. Uh, he, he did not, uh, he, he, he spoke whatever the word, whatever the Lord told him to say, according to David. Uh, it's, it's oft times when uh, we have advisors around us, uh, most of the time they will not speak truth to power, uh, will allow you to make mistakes just to uh, appease you. 
But but Nathan was not this type of man. Nathan was a man that uh, uh, truly looked after guiding uh, David in spiritual matters. And and it says in three, and it came to pass that same night that the word of God came to Nathan saying, go and tell David, my servant, thus saith the Lord, thou shall not build me a house to dwell in. Uh, listen, uh, I, David had good intentions. His intentions were, were, were right. But God, look, he, he had a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. Uh, his picture, you see, a lot of times what happens is we get caught up at looking at what's going on around us and we miss the big picture. Uh, we don't see the forest for the trees. A lot of times what happens is uh, God has a greater plan. Uh, and I know sometimes we want to be uh, forefront of what's going on and, and part of God's plan, but that may not actually be his will for us. So if we're going to follow after God, we must first of all hear from God and be led by God to do that purpose that God is trying to fulfill, uh, understanding that uh, whatever part we play in the purpose of God in building the kingdom of, the kingdom of God, uh, it's, it's not insignificant. Uh, a lot of times we think, well, my role is insignificant, but God, and if you, you can't see what the future is going to hold, but if you trust in God, you know who holds your future. He holds your future in the palm of his hand. So he told David, no, you're not going to build the house for me. Um, uh, he says, thus said the Lord, thou shall not build a house for me. Uh, verse 11 says, and it shall come to pass when the, thy days be expired, that thou must go to be with thy fathers, that I will raise up thy seed after thee, which shall be thy sons, and I will establish his kingdom. God is looking at the grand picture. Uh, after David's demise, after, David, uh, after David's death, uh, God was going to take and raise up his sons. See, David, God is looking even further past David's sons to his son, which is Jesus, to come. God was establishing David's throne forever through his sons. And his sons would be the one, or Solomon would be the one, that would build the temple. Um, and, and, and again, this is a sovereign God. This is God who is in control, uh, showing that he's operating uh, behind the scenes, but also in front of the scenes as well to, for his purposes to be established. 12 says, he shall build me a house and I will establish his throne forever. Uh, David had in his mind that he was going to build something for God. And God was letting David see, I'm building something through you. Hallelujah, somebody. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's oftentimes we miss that. That God, we want, we want to do this significant or grand thing for God, but God is saying, I'm, uh, I know you want to do this, but let me do something through you, and we'll both be glorified, we'll both be edified, we'll both be uh, exalted if you follow after me. Uh, let God be in control. 13 says, and I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and I will take not my mercy away from him as I took it from him that was before thee. Uh, God is talking about uh, David's lineage, his sons, that he would not take his mercy from him as he had taken his mercy from Saul. Saul, the king, pre the previous king, uh, disobeyed God, and, and God, he was the people's, he was the people's choice. 
Uh, he was the people's chosen king. He was tall. He was uh, handsome, and he was what the people what the people thought they wanted. A lot of times, uh, we see uh, our, our we see things, and our eyes uh, may play tricks on us. It looks good, but it's not good. It's not what God has for us. God wanted to be the leader of Israel, but they were afraid. They wanted to be like the rest of the nations around them that had kings. They wanted to have something that was tangible, but they didn't trust in the spiritual, that which we can't see. Uh, God, he said, look, look, I will bless you indeed. I will bless you coming in and going out. Uh, but if you disobey me, there shall be some curses that shall follow you. And, and the people of Israel, uh, Saul was the people's choice. They chose him and they, they found out that he was not uh, what God had desired for them. He was not called by God, but he allowed it to happen. He allowed this thing to take place. Uh, it says in 14, but I will settle him in mine house and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forevermore. Uh, eschatology, uh, God is speaking into those, the, the future. Uh, he's even looking down past Solomon, down into uh, the generations and seeing, establishing David's throne forever. Uh, and there would be one who would occupy David's throne eternally, and that would be Jesus Christ. Uh, through this message, and, and as God is establishing his and letting David through the prophet Nathan understand his plan and his purpose, um, there, there came in a, an instance to where uh, David in his, uh, in his time of, uh, of, of, and this normally happens, this happened to David once, uh, once before and in another instance with uh, Bathsheba. It seems like any time there's a period of rest, um, we, we, we find ourselves coming to a point where we let down our guard. Uh, we, uh, we get relaxed and, and we get comfortable in our, in our, not so much in our worship, but in uh, uh, communing with God and, and God being that hedge, praying for a hedge of protection. Uh, we know uh, that David in this period decided that he would take a census. He was, uh, he was instructed, and he didn't get the word from uh, Nathan. Nathan didn't, uh, God didn't speak to Nathan and uh, say that he should do this. Even Joab, his, one of his uh, military advisors, uh, cautioned him uh, not to do what he wanted to do. David, and it wasn't a problem so much that he wanted to take a census of the people, what, what his, it was his attitude about taking the census uh, for the people. Isn't it amazing when God blesses us uh, and, and uh, it blesses us in such a way, establishes us. Uh, that's why we have to be careful when we're uh, exalted and be humble as we walk. Uh, arrogance can creep in. Uh, there was a breach that had been established through David's uh, attitude that had allowed Satan to come in and, and disrupt what God was doing, cause David to look at the situation and look at what God was doing and, and X God out, uh, take credit for, uh, uh, get the glory, try to get the glory for what God had did. Now, uh, in doing so, David went ahead and he took this census. And again, it wasn't the census, but it was his attitude about the census and about what was going on. God had blessed the nation Israel 
indeed, and they were flourishing and they were prospering. Uh, God's presence was dwelling it with them in the Ark of the Covenant, and yet the attitude of David. Uh, be careful that your ego don't cause you to stumble or your pride don't cause you to stumble because pride, therefore pride, uh, fall goes before, before pride. Uh, but in this case, in this case, uh, uh, God came to David and, and he gave him three options uh, to, uh, he gave him three options and those three options, uh, let me look over here real quick. Uh, he either three, the disciplines was three years of famine, three months of enemies attacking, or three days of a plague. And David chose the plague. He chose the plague. And, and listen, we must understand that our sins has consequences. Uh, in choosing the plague, 70,000 men and women perished because of David's uh, disobedience and because of that which his attitude toward taking this census that God did not uh, give him, uh, did not uh, recommend that he do or did not give him lead to do. David went ahead and it cost 70,000 people their lives at, through this plague. But even in that, uh, God spoke to Gad and, and showed grace and mercy toward David Gad instructed David what to do. Another prophet instructed, instructed David what to do to, uh, to steal the plague or to end the plague. Um, he was called to, told to, let's look at 21 and 18. This says, then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. 21 says, and as David came to Ornan, and Ornan looked and saw David and went out to the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Listen, uh, this threshing floor was a smooth, uh, a level piece of land. Uh, that was where they separated the, the wheat from the chaff. Uh, they, they would take the wheat out there in this, uh, in this area and beat the wheat and separate it and uh, beat it from uh, the chaff. Now, uh, David went to this location. Now, isn't it amazing? Uh, I want to jump a little ahead of the story and give, give away uh, uh, a spoiler alert here that the same land that David was about to purchase would be the same land that would be the location of the temple. Look at God. Look at the sovereignty of God and how uh, even out of our mistakes and, and God showing David after he repented, and, and, and repented of what he did in taking this census, uh, God showed favor and mercy toward David in, in, in instructing him uh, where to go buy the land, and the same land that he would purchase would be the same location that uh, God's temple would be built. And as David came to Ornan and looked and saw David and went out to the threshing floor, he bowed himself to David with his face to the ground, then David said to Arnon, grant me this place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar thereunto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it me for the full price that the plague may be stayed from my people. David didn't go down to uh, get intimate domain from uh, this man Arnon. He came with money in hand, willing to purchase the land uh, in order that the plague may be stayed. Uh, to, to stop the plague of the people. 
And Onan said to David, Take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen as also for burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. Uh, David took responsibility for his actions. Uh, too often uh, we will shirk responsibility or say uh, we will blame others or justify why we did what we did. We may be in denial of the situation, but David took responsibility for his actions and and that's where that's that that that's why David was always considered the apple of God's eye, a man after God's heart, because he was a man even when he failed in his failures. And I thank God for leaving it on record because it lets us know uh, we may fall, but we can get up. As Donnie McClurkin says, we may get we may fall, but we can get up. Uh, we we will fall and we will sin against God. But there is the, uh, the option of repentance and being taken responsibility for those things that we do. Uh, and 24 says, And the king said unto Ornan, Nay, I will verily buy it for the full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without a cost. He's willing to pay for it, and, and not a small price. Uh, I believe it was... Uh, 600 shekels of gold by weight. And so he, he came with money at hand, uh, willing to purchase the land and not take the land from Ornan. Ornan was willing to give it to him uh, for free because of who he was and his respect, uh, uh, respect for the king. Uh, he was willing to do this thing, but David said, no, I will purchase it. And 26 says, and David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offerings, which was a sign that God was pleased. He, he called out to God. He sacrificed. He gave, he took, he made sacrifices at the altar and called out to God. Uh, will we call out to God? Even in, in our error, will we, will we turn to God or turn from God? Uh, God, he, he's, he has us in the palm of his hand. He's keeping us even when we make mistakes. And a lot of times we don't want to admit that we made a mistake, but God is keeping us. Uh, don't let pride ca cause you to turn away from God, a God who's keeping you and will reestablish you. Uh, what you do is not everybody's business. It's between you and God. Get it right with God. Turn back to God, and God will forgive your sins. If you repent honestly, he, and, and again, he said he called out to God, called upon the Lord, and the Lord answered him from heaven by fire. 27 says, and the Lord commanded the angel, and he put up his sword again into his sheath thereof. Uh, the, the, the angel that plagued, that came upon the people, uh, God commanded the angel to put up his sheaf, uh, and, the, and, the, and the plague was ended. Uh, isn't it amazing that we serve that kind of God, a God that truly is sovereign? He's not to be messed with or played with. He's to be obeyed, and he's, he's, he's that kind of God. He's, he loves us, but yet and still, he is, he's one who will, um, he will 
he will correct us. He, he said, I will discipline you when you get out of line. So we serve that kind of God, a loving God. But yet and still, he's an almighty, all-powerful, awesome. Uh, the words can't even describe who he is and how. There's no adjective that my little mind could come up with that will describe who he is. But he left on record in this, in this Chronicles, the life of David. Um, David made mistakes. Uh, David, like us all, we all, if we be honest with ourselves, have made mistakes. But God is faithful if we would turn and repent of our sins to reestablish us back into fellowship. He's faithful and just to do just that. Uh, this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We thank you for listening today. We pray that something was said that will uplift you, encourage you, edify you, and motivate you to continue serving God and following after God. Again, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You be blessed. You don't know what I've been through. Let me share my story with you. All the things that he brought me through. My stormy days and my rainy days. You don't know. All the tears I've cried The things I've kept Bottled up inside Trying My best to be strong Waiting on God And holding on
how somebody you just don't know Testimony. 